It's time to hit the switch on your energy supply. Make the switch to SSE Airtricity right now, and not only will you be joining Ireland's largest green energy provider, you'll also save 33% on electricity and gas. Yes, 33%. Go to sseairtricity.com today and get your 33% discount exclusively online. SSE Airtricity. This is Generation Green. EAB €2,168.23. Offer online only from the 10th of the 1st, 22. Rates valid from the 1st of the 5th, 22. Subject to change. One-year standard unit rate for new home gas and electricity customers and direct debit enable. For details of EAB, T's and C's, rates, exit fee, standing charge and green energy claims, see sseairtricity.com. It's all relative. With Susan Bradley. A new original podcast series from News Talk. Welcome to It's All Relative. Today, my guest is a sibling of not one, but two very well-known people in the world of rugby. I've been really lucky to have gotten to know this family during the years that Brian played, as this person who's in studio with me, their siblings have played alongside Brian and continue to do so and play the game at the highest level. Our families have shared so many rugby highs and some lows together, And it has been an unbelievable experience for both. So today I'm speaking to Richard Carney, brother of Rob and Dave. He's reassured me he goes by the name Richie to many, so we'll keep it with the more relaxed tone. Rob and Dave's rugby careers speak for themselves and they both continue to play at the highest level. They're regarded as two incredible players having played for Leinster, Ireland and the British and Irish Lions. Rob, having played fullback for Leinster, 219 caps. Ireland, obviously, over 15 years, two Lions tours, and most recently, a one-year term with Western Force in Perth, in Australia. Some accolades include Leinster Player of the Year and European Player of the Year in 2012, as well as Irupa's Players Player of the Year. Dave playing wing for Leinster since 2009, including three European Champion Cup wins, six Pro 14 wins, and for Ireland, including the Six Nations Championship win in 2014. When I was having a read about all achievements, I read he played every match for the full 80 minutes, being only one of three players to ever have played the full 80 in every game alongside his brother Rob. But today, the story is about Richie, his own life, his own thoughts, insights, and of course, a chat about growing up within the Carney household. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. Good to be here. It's great to have you. Yeah, you're kind of looking at me there for confirmation <laughs> and all those statistics. And I've kind of lost track, to be honest. Yeah, I was kind of looking for a bit of reassurance. Have I, got, have I done my research well? <laughs> Look, I suppose, first of all, this chat is a long time coming. Uh, you and I have been in touch for months now on emails, a few phone calls, and it's brilliant to finally have the chance to sit down and chat all things family. Thanks so much for being part of it. You sent me some photos, um, as we always ask people to do um, as kids, which tell so many stories. Will we start at the beginning and yeah, maybe talk sure. about childhood in the Carney family? Yeah. Tell me a bit about childhood in the Carney household. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a lovely, it was a great childhood. Um, we we all grew up in a farm, which is just such a wonderful place for for kids to grow up. Um, 
Uh, my brother Ross came three years after me. Rob seven years after him. Um, and it was a it was a it was a it was a big kind of vibrant farm when I was growing up. Um, it was the Cooley Peninsula, wasn't yeah, it? In in Carlingford, in the, okay, in the Cooley yeah. Peninsula. Yeah, and I I guess I got the I got the really good days because you know the sixties and seventies was a huge farm. Mm. There's like hundred plus people there, and then as mechanization kicked off and farming kind of shrinked a little bit and um and and, and i got a taste of it um and my up, up until i was seven or eight of a really active big farm mm. um and then i guess by the time um rob and dave grew up and and, and sarah my little it, it had gotten a lot quieter so mm. uh, i probably always had a a bigger love for farming probably because of that you know there's just there was more action back mm. when i was growing up than than, than the two boys got so you're from a big family? Yeah, big family, uh, mum and dad. Um, then after me was uh, Ross, who was three years younger than me. Um, and then Rob, um, seven years after me. Dave, 10 years after me. And then Sarah, my sister, um, and 11 and a half years. So there's a big, uh, big spread of us. Wow, there. she yeah. gets to deal with all her big brothers. Lucky Sarah. She does. <laughs> she's, uh, she's an able lady, Sarah. So she's well able. Yeah, very good. So you're the eldest in the family. Do yeah. you find that where you come in the family yeah. makes a big difference or not? Yeah, I'd say it's like it's massive. I think it's a big difference. You know, the, the, the eldest always. It's just even when I look at my own, the difference in the upbringing, you know, between the the eldest, like you know, first steps, first words. You know, oh my God, they lifted a brick. You know, those photos <laughs> ever. Guess by the time you get to the fourth or fifth, you're kind of like, what's That's your right. name again? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a carrot and parsnip. There's a blender. Go for it. <laughs> um, so it's a big, like, to the, the eldest, there's always, you're always a little bit more conscious of responsibility and uh, hmm. there's more eyes on you. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, and, and in our family, like, I guess, Mum and dad were four boys deep, and but then Sarah, okay, she's but then the coveted girl comes along. That's kind of what everyone's <laughs> looking for. So she got, she didn't get that fifth uh, fifth child treatment. She got plenty of attention. Yeah, so you say Ross came after you. Yeah, and I know Rob has spoken about it in his book. Um, that tragically he he passed away when he was six years old. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this um sixteenth of August, nineteen eighty eight, and. Uh, we had a, an agricultural supply store just um, not too far away from the house and uh, we used to go there with dad in the morning times uh, to pick up posts and bits and bobs and dad had stuff to do there and yeah that one morning you know I was nine and uh, it was a you know it, it wasn't a hugely busy road really straight road but a big main road and um, dad let me go out there was a post box across the road to post some letters and, and Ross and I crossed and it was a bit of a thrill to cross the road and um, I remember there was a there was a letter. Somebody had dropped a letter on the, on the ground, and uh, I spotted it and I picked it up and I said, "Let's go back. We'll go back to Dad and ask him what to do." Like I knew he'd tell us, just put it in the letterbox. But kind of it was another excuse to to go back across the road. We went over, asked Dad, and he said, "Look, stick it back in the letterbox." And so we went out, and uh, there was a, a lorry coming down the road, and Ross and I were standing there, and he just ran. Um, and yeah, I remember, you know, obviously it's so vivid, you know, and like particularly if people talk about 
smells and stuff like that. I, I st if I ever get a smell of, of rubber or anything, burning rubber like that, will just transport me back there um, so quickly. Um, and yeah, you know, kind of chaos ensued after that, um, that morning. Um, yeah, mum, mum came up a little while longer and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, a, that was horrific a, day. Horrendous, yeah, horrendous. And, you know, you don't, uh, you know, as time pushes on and like, you're a nine-year-old and, like, I guess, you're not as, compared to a parent, I suppose, and now, you know, now, now that I'm a parent, like, it's just, it's unfathomable, really, how you could come back from that. Um, you know, I, I look at my own little, our own little fella, Archie, Archie Ross is second oh, name, actually. Yeah. And there's, you know, I, I kind of, in my mind, as I grew older and I mean, no, like six-year-olds, you know, we see young children as much as you grow up because all your parents' friends are teenagers in their 20s. And it's only now that, like, there's little children everywhere because that's kind of, that's where my generation is at now. And you kind of get to appreciate, like, what a six-year-old is. They're just such a developed yeah. little person. And I, I was always, I was always quite conscious of wanting to, to know that, the day at which Archie, Archie, his age, and the day that that Ross died, just to kind of get a sense of exactly what a little boy of that age was like. And how was that for you? Yeah, I was. It was last. It was actually last year, and um, funnily enough, Rob was doing a late late um, appearance for his book. Yeah, and it was. Uh, and that was the first time that he'd ever really spoken about Ross or any of us hadn't. And, you know, particularly people that we kind of, or I've met later in life who would never have known about that, you know, would maybe f have found out about it there. And a couple of days later, I was like, geez, you know, I think it's, it's actually right around now is, is, is that age. And I got a calculator out or something to get the exact day. And yeah, sure enough, that was the day. That wow. was the exact day that, that, that Archie and Ross are the same age. Amazing, which was kind of a funny little turn. Yeah, and you know, you and I have spoken about this. This was with the late late and Rob talking about Ross, and you and I talking about it now. Isn't it interesting how so many people then react and want to talk to you about it, and sometimes you you don't really want to talk about it yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you know, people, I probably wasn't prepared enough for that after you know Rob's book and you know Rob came to me and he said look do you mind if I write about this and we had, we had a good we had a good couple of chats about it and I, I was like of course you know like it's 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 your story as much as mine um and we went we went through the day again and um and a lot of people afterwards came you know came up to me and said oh my god I never knew about that and, uh and then everybody's just being you know being really nice you know I guess a lot of them would have been accompanied with similar stories I might have had or people that they knew and, and, and kind of after a bit of time I started to find it kind of exhausting a bit tough going to be having this the same conversations and it's kind of the same like as you'd know like to, through through all the years and you have so many conversations and people have just been nice coming up and asking yeah, about games and everything you could always have to put on you know <laughs> a real kind of enthusiastic kind of happy face yeah. um, and that was kind of what I had to do there so there's a period of time and then, yeah, did, did things start to? Yeah, yeah, you know, as, as you got 
you kind of got to see everybody and everybody had mentioned it and, and mm. you know, everything but it, it moves on it's such a private family thing to you know i suppose that's one of the not downsides of your two brothers being in the public eye but having to deal with that with finesse and integrity i i think is hugely admirable because everybody deals and processes grief in their own personal way and maybe you don't talk about it as family or maybe you do but irrespective of your choice it's the right way yeah for ye and for it's just i think as somebody whose brother has been in the public eye thankfully we've never had a tragedy yeah. like that to have to deal with um but i think it was done in such a way i thought rob spoke brilliantly i yeah. even think our chat today i think you've really done him proud and yeah. your family proud yeah rob spoke really well that night uh with uh the late late and I said it was kind of easy because he was just having a chat with Ryan Turbody before and, and wherever they were in the, the green room and, and they came out and there was, there was actually no audience there so it kind of felt like he was he was still in that room and it was quite relaxed and he, he spoke mm. uh, he spoke really well but it's it's just different when it's out in the in the public you know I, I remember Rob sent me a copy of the book to read first and he said have a read of it see if there's anything in there that you think you know could be changed or whatever and uh i read it really enjoyed it and i remember stopping i knew it was in the sunday times there was a there was a serialization of the part about ross and I, I remember pulling over and reading it and that was a lot more that was just a lot more kind of emotive i think when you know there's so many other people reading yeah. it mm. i kind of found that a very different um experienced reading a newspaper versus reading it in a copy of an unpublished of course book. of course i suppose if we mark ross by saying and i i read in, in rob's book that you all see him as somebody who's minding you and looking down on you and part of family events throughout the year that's that's how you remember him yeah 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 it's like it's always comforting to to think and hope you've got somebody up there batting for you, mm. you know, and I think he's done it. I think he's done it. He's done a really good job, you know, touch, touch wood, you know, um, we're all a happy, healthy family. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's at, you know, Rob's engaged. Uh, Dave's not quite engaged, <laughs> but just picked up a dog last week, <laughs> Callie. So, uh, he's on that road and my sister, Sarah, um, is uh is engaged she's getting married she's getting married dogs bank holiday weekend there's a lot going on yeah and then i'm married my good wife sarah and two little two little kids um how old are your kids they're um archie is has just turned seven and isla is uh is four so okay. you know they're they're just at an amazing age and you know so all the all the wives and fiancés and other halves and you know got on great great bunch and mm. good times I suppose as we, as we kind of moved to, from childhood into formative years, was sport a big thing in your family growing up? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was huge, you know. Uh, so growing up in the Cooley Peninsula, like we were, we were all big Cooley Kickhams uh, <laughs> heads. That was a, a, still is a brilliant, brilliant, vibrant club. Um, people are mad into football in Cooley. Um, and we all played lots. Like I, I, I was lucky enough to come up through with a really good bunch of players. Like we, we kind of won all around us. At, 
tens, twelves, fourteens, sixteens, you know, minor. Um, <clears throat> actually, when you know, I mentioned that book, when Rob gave gave me a copy to read, and, mm. uh, the first kind of few chapters, he said, "Yeah," and Richie, uh, he said, "Richie played a little bit of game football." <laughs> And uh, I came back to him afterwards. I was like, there's actually one thing I think I, a little bit Gaelic football is like, I actually... Uh, Played a lot. Yeah, I've got, I've got more football medals than you and Dave. We've got to, <laughs> we've got to go for these small wins. So we're going to do under 16 minor. And he was like, okay. So they're not the kind of changes I was kind of asking for, like, you know, but uh, a fair play to him anyway. Did he, he change uh, it? He did change it. He did change it. Okay. <laughs> Client of mine said to me, I didn't realise you had all those medals. I was like, yeah, yeah, there um, you go. And where, did rugby come into it early days or like was that later on when you were in Tongas? Yeah, like, yeah, we played at Dundalk as well. My okay. dad dad was a big uh, was a big Dundalk man and uh, mini rugby in, in Belergen. And uh, so, yeah, that came into the fore big time when we were in Clongos, but any time we were, we were at home. Uh, in Carlingford, it was kind of Cootie Kickums was the that was the that mm. was the main gig, and then there was you know golf and tennis, and we had horses and uh, swimming, and you know mum was uh, mum was flat out on the road like you know there's a there's a diesel tank in the in the <laughs> yard there, uh, two diesel tanks, yeah. Mum, mum was taxi nonstop. Yeah, yeah, sounds the car familiar. Was just flat out in front of that diesel tank. I remember. Yeah. She's some lady, Siobhan, honestly. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, force of nature. Obviously, our families have shared so many amazing highs and lows with Rob, Dave and Brian playing. Is there any tour or match that stands out in an amazing way or perhaps not? Yeah, um, there's so many. You know, and like you and I were there for like we, we were just so lucky to have gotten such an amazing period. Uh, in Irish Rugby 2009, mm. you know, the Grand Slam, there's Heineken Cup, and then there's the Lions Tour. The um, South, South African Africa, Tour, yeah. Which was, you were there? I was there. Yeah. I, I, like, we went to all the Rugby World Cups and where Brian was, you know, part of a team. Yeah. If we could go, we would go. And obviously we had, you know, the luxury of time to be able to plan that. But 2009 was an amazing one to South Africa. I went with my, my boyfriend at the time yeah. and phenomenal. You know, yeah. who, who did you go with? I went with uh, a good pal of mine, Paul, and uh, dad um, Dad was over there. Mum, mum, mum couldn't make it. I can't remember why. Maybe there was exams or something, was there? Possibly, or? possibly. Um, but yeah, just to get, we got out there for the second test and Lee Byrne got injured. Rob came in and yeah. he was still so young and still, you know, like just... He played an unbelievable, like I think, best game of his career. Um, that was that was the best, his best sporting occasion I'd say I've ever been to. Was it Pretoria or Pretoria? Yeah, yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah, amazing. You know, and we got to go. I remember going to the team hotel beforehand. We got to go and uh, the police escort to Pretoria. Yeah, on that bus. I was. Like, I didn't get too many tastes of that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> All the family members loaded onto the bus. Yeah, behind the yeah. Remember just landing into Pretoria. It's pretty hostile atmosphere. Uh, so that was just that was an, an incredible day. And um, you know, then you push on 2013. That was a really memorable day. Um, Dave was was making his full debut. Um, he'd come on a week before against. Uh, um, I think it was Samoa or something like that, but um, that was his 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 first big start, and and Rob was playing fifteen, so that was a huge day. What's that like family. having two brothers play 
for their country. Yeah, yeah, that that day was amazing. You know, each player gets two two tickets into the presidential box, yeah. and then two kind of random tickets. Everything, all the parents always yeah. going through the presidential. And then so we had two, we had four out of prime time tickets for the presidential <laughs> box. So I remember myself and my wife Sarah got to kind of sit up there. And, um, was your phone buzzing asking for tickets from people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get a lot of that? Yeah, flat out, flat <laughs> out, and that kind of stuff. And like people just always think that it's raining tickets for you. Yeah. And it's the complete opposite. Um, but that was that was an amazing day, and and like Dave, you know, for Dave to like typical Dave, like just quietly under the radar. Um, you know, the back three I think for New Zealand that day. I was looking the other day was like um, Julian Savea. Um, Corey Jane and Israel Dag. Like, wow. so unbelievable back three. Jay Davis, Mark and Corey Jane. Like I was like, I remember thinking, oh my God. Like, what a way to start. Yeah, I would <laughs> hate to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he did brilliant. You know, he, he played he played great. Um, that that kept kept that back three quiet that day. And mm. Rob scored that amazing try. And actually, Dave put in the the, the pressure tackle. The ball popped out for Rob. Um, so yeah, and it's just that was that took away from the day that they they last they the All Blacks scored in the last minute. But like for the two boys to have been the first time we beat the All Blacks together would have been unreal. Would have been unreal. And like I suppose when you all hooked up afterwards and like to to meet the boys, we all are able to go into the kind of suite and have a drink and catch up. What was that like? Yeah, you know, it's kind of mixed emotions yeah you know like I think Dave in some ways was kind of happy enough to get out of the game on skates you know <laughs> like put in a good account of himself um but you know just such disappointment but lovely to get as you know as you know get up um after those games it's kind of always a nice time um everybody kind of all the boys are always a bit kind of they're always a bit, a bit yeah, it it kind of the, edgy. Still, yeah, jittery, I and we, we I spoke about this with Cecilia Shefflin. Even though sometimes they might win, if if one of them has a particularly bad game, yeah, they're really tough on themselves. Yeah. Um, and I suppose from our perspective, perhaps selfishly, it's it's great for us to meet the Carnies, the Horgans, um, the Hickeys, and so on. Yeah. And that's lovely because we all have this common understanding yeah. of yeah. what it's about. So it's lovely for us. And then when the lads come in, I suppose we all kind of suss it out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Um, but they, you're right, they're always, they're just edgy. Like it, I guess it takes a long time to wind down after a big game mm. like that in crowds. And, and, you know, particularly... Uh, Rob would always be really hard on himself after games. Um, it's always interesting to chat about how they got to where they did. And one thing comes up over and over, and it's their, obviously, discipline, consistency, focus, but drive comes mm. up. When I was reading his book, I, I just have a little excerpt here. I think it's really kind of, sums him up I would say you always want one more as a player the next one becomes the most important the next match the next trophy the next training session even that is the process that is the drive within us mm -hmm. were both guys completely driven leading up to their career and throughout yeah you know I'd say 
Rob, like Rob is, I'm like, one of the amazing, uh, all those medals and caps. Rob is always super, super driven. Um, you know, super, super focused. Um, you know, always, kind of always so into everything that he's, that he's, that he's doing. Uh, and Dave is there, this, the, such different character like we're all different all siblings i think very often you can see that so much siblings are all so different and dave mm. in his own way is a lot more kind of easy going happy go lucky but then he did he just he goes off and achieves all these brilliant things as well just so so much unassuming yeah yeah it's just like that day you know then 2013 the, the old black debut and you're kind of jeez like, dave's making his debut here as well can cory jane we just kind of cruise in there and um, not get too excited about anything, not get too worried. Um, so they're both really, really different in that regard, but both savage hard workers and, uh, you know, really professional. Um, mm. You know, and, and Dave always, I hear like, like, like a, a real animal when it comes to fitness stuff and um, strength and conditioning. And, uh, but yeah, really, really focused, um, hard working behind the scenes. You know, it's and it's a, it's such a different life, as you know. Big you know. time, big time, particularly with injury. I mean, Rob's had a number of them. Dave has too, but trying to overcome that and trying to keep positive and... Yeah, yeah, like, and that's the side of it. I lived at Rob for a few years in 2009, 2012. I think we shared an apartment and uh, so I got a taste that 2009, all that success. But he had some serious injuries there and the amount of days I come back and he's sitting on the couch like week after week hooked up to some kind of different ice machine or compression machine and it's lonely. You're sitting mm. there and um, and Dave has had, you know, he's had some really tough, tough periods mm. with injury. Like he's been flying the last few years, but it's year after year like you're just rehabbing rehabbing on your own you come back and you know i was thinking about some of those times and and you know, like for mum and dad you know obviously as a parent you just like you always you know wear these things all this this hurt and pain and anguish so much more than a sibling ultimately a sibling like you're so disappointed for them when serious injury happens but ultimately we have our own lives and problems and challenges and you kind of move mm. on and yeah. And you've got to deal with those, whereas the parent is 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 gonna is gonna wear them. Um, and uh, like I just remember, a few years ago, David had two really serious injuries on the hop, and he he was just back, and we were all over in Portugal one Easter watching a game, and uh, and it was kind of a wet night in uh, in in Connacht or something like that, and he got another really bad injury, and uh, Rob was there, and yeah, well, I don't know, like I'm kind of like I'm gonna doesn't look that bad does it you know and, and rob would always know or if dave was there he'd always say that that's a hamstring that's it yeah that's abducted it's serious you know and uh yeah i just remember looking at mom and dad that night and they were just devastated really know, it was just a, it was a like a real sucker punch for him after so long you know right back at the end end of the ladder on your own you gotta start the climb again because people just don't see that or think about that. They just see them on the pitch. They, I suppose, are riding high when things are going so well. Yeah. But all behind the scenes stuff. And it's not, oh, poor us, we have, you know, such hard lives. It's an amazing life to live. But the discipline and the graft and the highs and lows are, you know, in equal measure, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I suppose, you know, you know, we've talked about the lows, but... 
my God, like the highs completely outweigh the lows. Haven't there been such phenomenal times out there? Such highs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I suppose enjoyment and pride and, yeah, just yeah. fun times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, amazing times. And uh, as I said, like we got, we were so lucky, you know, we'll, like we, we, we straddled so much of it. Um, and then 2014 as well the uh, Six Nations in, in Paris I think that yeah. was Brian's last game it was, yeah. that was cool as well that, like, you know, Dave and Rob were both playing that day and uh, you know I remember at the end of the game I think like, I don't even see, but I remember Rob kicking a bit of a loose ball away in the dying minutes and I was close it was nip and tuck and I remember oh my god <laughs> I was just thinking in the stands like the France are going to get this ball back they're going to score everybody's going to be all over Rob for kicking that ball away like and uh, then they, sure enough, they, they scored on the wing. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, see my, see mom and dad. <laughs> and uh, it was all over. Like, we'd last. It was gone. And then the replay comes up. And Dave had shot out. And kind of typical Dave put a real kind of quiet, under-the-radar, big tackle in. And the French player had nudged the ball as a forward pass. The try was disallowed. And, you know, jubilation. <laughs> We're all back in the game again. <laughs> You know, so that was just oh, a typical God. kind of up and yeah. down, you know, and totally. there's just so many of those. There's 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 br- there's brilliant days, but there's some bad days as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I completely can totally get what you're saying. It's it's been amazing. And for me, I look back at, you know, from 2003 Rugby World Cup, 2005, even yeah. with Lions you know, seven was France. It was a not Five a great. Five lines must have been amazing. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. It was. I mean, Brian got kind spear Brian tackled, just... but unfortunately. Oh, sorry, not five. I'm getting confused. What, what was the one when he burst? Two thousand one. Yeah, kind of makes us feeling. Yeah, old, he burst it? onto the scene then. I was yeah, just that was the that. The, other day, like, the Gabba was try, the, wasn't the, it? Yeah, yeah, amazing. There was a there was some sort of um, uh, I think it was twenty years actually recently. Yeah, that, twenty years. Twenty years now. Yeah. Yeah. God, Richie. I know, it's not good. I suppose, we, looking at you, you're very like the boys. Yeah. And with the Carney surname, does that come up in conversation much if you're on the phone or <laughs> do people ask you about it? Yeah. Are you in any relation? Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. You does know, it? like even there's a lovely, there's a, there's an Italian restaurant in Black Rock even there a few weeks ago and I, I was going out to pick up a pizza. There's this lovely Italian guy that works in there. And I open up the hatch, you know, I was in the middle of lockdown. He passed out the pizza and he's like, he's like, your name? He's like, uh, Richard Carney. He goes, Carney? He goes, I know those eyes. <laughs> I was like, you brothers play rugby? Yeah. Jumps for the big ball? I was like, yeah. He goes, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, that is good going with the mask on and the whole lot. Is it? Yeah, I see it's still... Yeah, you know, or if you're ever calling up booking a table or something like that, you um Gas. And does Sarah, your sister, kind of go under the radar being a carny too, or does she get it too when her surname comes up or Yeah, I'm I'm sure she does. Like Sarah's pretty pretty chilled out about it all, you know. She doesn't get uh she doesn't get too fussed. Um but uh Um and yourself you are married to a Sarah and Yes two kids how has I don't know COVID been for you and yeah it's been it's been like everybody else been you know, tough going I suppose for us we're young kids and a job and you yeah. know 
it's been it's kind of life as always it's not as if we're not going too far anyways no, no more nightclub and stuff like that so i think for our our generation it's it's been uh it's, it's been business as usual uh in some ways but the kids are kids are great um thankfully there's a bit of rugby kind of coming back on scene now and we're all able to kind of throw ourselves into the world of sport again yeah yeah that'll be good um and it'd be it's a pity i like covid uh, the end of, the, of rob's career it would have been nice to get a few nice just days out for the kids maybe getting a pitch or um it didn't it never really properly closed off for him so True. we'll get another we'll get another uh cut at that with dave in a few years mm. um but uh yeah it's been it's been amazing and it sounds like you have so much going on in your family lives with engagements, with weddings, with young children, with new dogs. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's, the, it's all good. It's, yeah. It's the, it's the next, the next chapter now. I, I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm down the road a little bit. I've got the two little kids, but Rob's getting married to Jess. Um, like everybody in COVID, it's been up in the air next year sometime. Um, Sarah and Hugo and, uh, August Bank Holiday weekend, and yeah, as I said, Dave, Dave and Beck have their little dog, and uh, so there's there's gonna be, I'd say, you know, touch wood, there'll be another barrage of kids <laughs> maybe coming and, down the track in the next few years. And Siobhan and Dave, I'd, Dave or David? Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah. Siobhan right. and Dave just chilling out, and yeah, they're having a great time, you know. And I, I guess they, it's been a long, it's been a long road for them, particularly on the on the professional rugby circuit. You know. They they're they're ready to depart the scene to hang up the boots as well. Big time, big <laughs> time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a great journey for them, and they've had unbelievable highs. But as we said, the lows get to them probably a little bit more. And they're still both in their sixties, so they're still relatively young, and there's lots more living. It's their time. Yeah, but they're they're ready to they're ready to move on. I think. Like the, like the lads, but yeah, Dave's flying the flag for us out there. Pretty good, he's flying. Um, so we'll enjoy the last few years. Richie, I read in the book uh, the whole, I wasn't aware of this, that there's a Biden contact. Yeah, yeah, we weren't aware either. Um, Dad got a call a few years ago from, from the White House one day. As you do? Yeah, just, you know, he's in, back in the office in the farm. He's like, hold on. Can you hold for the White House? <laughs> it's like, this is a Absolutely yeah. not. It took him took them a while to persuade him, and then this lady came on who was uh, doing Joe Biden's genealogy and said they're in town in a couple of weeks. Uh, you're 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 related to them, and Dad was still. But then he started going through some mentioned. Uh, you know, your your mum uh, Jean died at your sister's uh, wedding reception, and she mentioned other bits about Ross and stuff. Then he he kind of knew it was uh, legit. It was legit. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Long story. A few weeks later, we we went and met them for lunch. There was a few other carnies from the area, but there wasn't that many there. Rob was away, and um, so it was just Dave, myself, Dave, and uh, Dad. Everybody else was was away. Really, my cousin Charlie and his uh, his wife came. And you met Joe Biden. Yeah. Where was, did you bring him? Or did you bring? Well, it was him? just it was in a it was in a in a pub um, on the Cooley Peninsula and. They were a couple hours late. I remember they they've been up in Newgrange or something like this. But then the 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 cavalade or whatever it's called arrived down like there was like fifty or sixty cars. It was like the full job. Went what? in there, secret service to get in. 
I had to get sent off a couple of weeks previous to get White House clearance and um, metal detectors like it was a proper movie job. Uh, they came in, you know, they, the, the big critical assault units, whatever they call like each side of the because he was vice president at the time. What does like the pub owner think? Is he having a heart attack? Uh, that's a complete <laughs> other story, the <laughs> pub owner. Uh, we, we won't even go there to do a separate podcast on that. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Uh, he did, comes. He comes in with his with his and and they uh, his son um, Bo had died a couple of years previously. I think he had wanted to do this trip and and, and they said let's go and do it and honor his memory. Uh, so they they came and um, he came in. He was a typical U.S. politician. Like the yeah, the, I just remember those teeth were sparkling. You know, um, good chat. Yeah, he came down. He he sat with us for he he came away around a couple of tables. There wasn't that many, wasn't many there. And his brother Jim was with him and his family. And this this guy Jim is big into rugby, so you know that we kind of had plenty to talk about there. And he sat down with us, uh, and he was just chatting away, you know. And he said, uh, he said, these are men. He's real American. I was like, man, and uh, guys. He's like, I was in Barack's office a couple of weeks ago. I said, tell him I'm coming to Ireland. He said, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to these guys called Carnies. <laughs> and the, Barack was in Money Gaul or something. There's Carnies there as well. We're no relation to these Carnies. Mm. And he's like, yeah, Barack's freaking out. Like the thought he doesn't like, the thought of us being related just scares him. You know, I was like, <laughs> relax, man, different Carnies. <laughs> I was sitting there going, this is kind of a surreal conversation. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Are you looking at your mum and dad going, is this actually really happening? Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then like we roll around this year and he's, he's, uh, he's president. El, El Presidente now. Because um, Rob and did you go, Rob went to the White House when he was in yeah, the so US. That, so, that, so that day, so that was in 2016 in July, 2016. And, uh, they said, uh, the, the Chicago game was that year and they hmm. said, you guys are presumed we're all coming over for this. Come to the White House. We'll just be finishing up. Come to the White House and have a look around and have dinner or whatever. Um, and my my our daughter Isla was due on the day of the Chicago game, so I wasn't going to be there. And Rob had today was injured. Rob had to come. You got to come straight straight home with the team. Um, but they they went out a few months later and stayed. Uh, they stayed with his niece. I think they stayed out in Delaware. Wow, uh, and they, he gave her carte blanche, brought him, brought him into the White House. They've got great pictures sitting in his, in his desk. Um, Amazing. And I think, unfortunately, they, they didn't know you've got your White House. You've got to get your passport to get into the White House. So they rocked up without, without their passports. They had to go back, um, to the hotel to get it. And, and Biden had put a little slot in the diary to go into Obama's office to meet him. Um, and no then, way. like he's a busy lad, I presume they missed their slot. Um, so they never got they, to, uh, they got in though. I mean, as in, they got into the White House, so yeah, that's they, amazing. They got in, and I think, yeah, Rob, I think he's in the book. Rob got a call, got a call, uh, in, in Chicago from, from Biden to say congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, and he, he was. I think they were meeting or something, they were setting up a meeting something in, in Dublin to. Dinner or hook something. Up. Yeah, hook up. And uh, Rob said, oh, do you have your number? It's just come up my phone here. He's, and I think he said something like, nah, you, you can't use that. I got so many phones, man. Goddamn Russians. 
they're all over us. This is wrong. It's like, this is just Mental. unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, that's I don't such know. a great Maybe. story. Yeah. Uh, so... Do you know what? It's just, yeah, it's the Bidens and the Carnies, the connection. And when you strip all that away, like as as mental as it is, it's just family, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Thanks. Thank you to Richie for coming into studio and having that chat. Really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the chat. Please feel free to review and subscribe. Um, Always appreciate that if you enjoyed it. So until the next time.